Not everyone is destined for greatness. These have been their stories. To Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other post-credit scenes that are actually critical to the plot, <laughs> but they're right in front of the next time on segment that you don't want to see because you're about to watch the next episode, so whatever, you'll just pick it up, whatever it was, in context, stuff. I'm Logan. I'm Lee. No, no you are what? not Logan. No, no, I'm, no, no. We did it better. I'm after Logan. I'm after Lee. I'm after Travis. And I'm after Greg. <laughs> I can't believe I was the one that <laughs> How did you betray us like this? It's my favorite <laughs> Top thing. Top 10 anime betrayals. <laughs> How could you, Sakura? <laughs> Sasuke, no! <laughs> believe it. <laughs> That's okay. the only Naruto thing I know. It's a running joke and got it memorized that I know fuck all about the Naruto's. There's, there's, well, you know, I was going to say there's only one Naruto, but no, there's not. That's, there's a lot. <laughs> point. There's a whole like, there's bunch a of lot. There's a whole uh, lot. Okay. Hey, this is the after show. We, um, you know, if you haven't listened to the entire D6 Hello Team season. This is just going to be a ton of spoilers and talk about that season. So, you know, so like, listen don't. to that. Go back. First. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Or do it. It's fine. What I mean, you. you know, I'm not the boss of you. You live your you best can, life. Yeah. Maybe, maybe experiencing this after show before the season is the real way to do it. If it is, you know, I guess tweet at us or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so I, uh, I'm i the, the DM. I'm the DM this season, so I think I probably am going to talk a bunch. So I'm just going to go right into it. I got some bullet points. Y'all ready? Yeah. Bullet me. Okay, so first of all, I'm... Okay, This y'all be the judge if this is cheating or not, but the origins of this world and some of the adults are a... Actually, a Naruto uh, RPG that I DM'd when I was in college and we ran this thing for like five years. So that's why the world feels so developed. And I know like all the things about it is because th- we developed that thing for like five years. Oh, wow. I feel like it's, yeah, I feel like it's kind of the same as like when we run D and D you still have a ton of like, what the, whatever the hell Morden Kynan yeah. exists. Right. In that reality yeah. And that I, stuff. I knew that I knew that you were like loosely basing it off that campaign. I had no idea that you had, run that game for five years how did though. i yeah. not even know that i knew that how did i know that <laughs> uh, i don't know but uh probably from listening to tuesday night games podcast greg because oh, I, yeah, yeah. i've talked about it there before and i've but also yeah, talked I, to you at gen con about these things a lot so you know and we had an extended conversation about d6 star wars and d6 whatever so yeah it makes sense yeah moving on <laughs> so not only did i run it for five years but it was with 15 
Player characters. No, no, no. All with in like three ninja team groups. It eventually evolved so much that it just wasn't Naruto anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it was its own thing. And so like the history of the world, like when you guys learned it in history class, uh, that was just some shit that really happened. Although a lot of like some of the details of it were randomized. Um, Are we going to consider this the first after question? Because like we're answering the first after question already. Yeah. What's the first after question? And they're behind the season, but we'll ask regardless when creating the world, how much was randomized and how much was planned. For example, the school or the wall. Were they just Logan doing animes or random? And who asked? And who sent in that question, please? Hugo Troito on yes. Twitter. Cool. Okay. So, um. There's a mix of randomized and stuff. So the world itself, like the the how about this? The history is is that thing with my friends that I ran a long time ago for five years with fifteen player characters. In the same way that like when we played D and D, it still got the D and D races and that sort of thing. Yeah, and Marvel Absolutely. still so happened in Marvel and Cthulhu, right? Was right. Like you know, all that yeah. stuff was there already. Yeah, so it's just my version of that sort of canon that it already exists yeah. in order to give you a genre. Um, so the other stuff was like every student, well, we can just go into this. So student generation. I knew I wanted to have like a a high school anime sort of deal. Uh, and that actually means you have to create a whole class. So uh-huh. uh, your character generation stuff I did for 15 characters. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Uh, and some of them didn't actually end up being very prominent, but you all you met all of them, and some of them ended up being very prominent, like D and Mari and Skyheart, despite them not Who? ever talking. talking they still... or being... I think you forgot someone. Uh, also, Jacob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was cool too. That Jacob. I mean, like, I'll get into this a little bit later. Uh, but okay, so the students all had the same randomizations that y- y'all did, but then an additional thing was that I have a playlist uh, on Spotify that I, I tweeted out like at the beginning of this season. I'll tweet it out again after this after show goes live, but it's it's a long, it's like maybe- Yeah, I was 40- listening to it today. It is like two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, it's a very long playlist, but a lot of the artists repeat. So what I did was mm. I- gave every student a random song. Like I just pushed shuffle on the playlist and I like, I've heard all these songs a lot, obviously, cause that, you know, I made the playlist. And so I not only like interpreted what their personality was based on the song, but I also, if it was the similar artist or if it was the same artist, then they are clicks. So the reason why people are friends, um, with either y'all or themselves were because they shared an artist. Like is this was, I was listening to it today because you had texted us this, that that's how you did it. And so I was listening to the playlist and trying to do it. There were so many songs on there that I realized that my attempts to like figure out who everybody was, (laughs) who everybody's song was just impossible, but I have two guesses. Okay. I guessed that the song by disaster piece beacon was Skyheart and that the disaster piece song it was like chorus of something something um a chorus of tongues was Jacob that was my guess those are wrong <laughs> Yay, zero for zero. good job 
Uh, but those are really good guesses. But disaster pieces actually, you y'all didn't um, you didn't really interface too much with the disaster piece crew. Ah. It was Francis, aka the descendant or a prescendant of Frankie. Uh huh. From Uncharted Worlds, yeah. Yeah. Ray and Warren. And Ray and Warren oh, were yeah. uh integral. They were they were yeah, like your closest competition in the race. Mm-hmm. But uh that was about as far as they went. D and Skyheart were flying lotus. Parisian goldfish was D, so <laughs> she uh yeah. <laughs> That's a weird. I don't song. know what that. I don't know what that yeah, means. I don't know. Uh, I know none of this will make <laughs> any know. sense except to me. So it doesn't matter. Okay, Flying Lotus is uh, Skyheart and D, but they, you know, so that's why they were like BFF. They were very close yeah. together. Uh, and then I just have like interpretations of what those songs mean, and and obviously all those interpretations are like only I know understand that or get right, what right. the connection would be. But no, like I love that type of stuff, right? Of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, those weird ways to to figure out what something is in a role playing game of like, well, if you the third moon phase and you listen to this <laughs> song and watch this movie at the same time, like, yeah. uh, so that also resulted in Mari being a loner because she was the only person who had danger, the artist danger, mm. on on her playlist, and also danger is just like a moody teen sort of artist, <laughs> so. Uh-huh. Mari got a lot of personality from the fact that she was the only one with danger. Um, yeah. So that's how I randomized that. And I felt cool. really cool about that. Yeah, <laughs> very, very cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So the plot tab, let's just go over to the plot tab in my document. Uh, so let me just read you some of these. So this was from no taverns. No taverns is a Twitter that I discovered right before this. It's so interesting. Every single Ooh. one of them is like an incredibly interesting plot hook that does not involve all your party members starting in a tavern. That's why it's no taverns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one was for as long as anyone can remember furious heat and grinding winds have ravaged the glass desert. Now the air is still the heat subsides and the way to the old garden capital is clear. Hmm. Wait, so, run that one by me again? That was a lot. For as long as anyone can remember, furious heat and grinding winds have ravaged the glass desert. Now the air is still, the heat subsides, and the way to the old garden capital is clear. Wait, that was literally just that- the text of the quest we took. Mm-hmm. It was most of the text. I didn't have like the way to the old garden capital is clear, but it totally informed that all of that, you know, yeah. that Coroness moved places. It was there was an old garden capital, and that place is now like has been ravaged with furious heat and grinding winds for years. So it was obliterated. Glass Desert has a ton of character in it just by itself. Uh, I yeah, that's really cool. Uh, the, the, and in fact, all of these hooks were like literally, like I I wanted y'all to be able to choose whatever you thought sounded interesting. So yeah. I just had a bunch of hooks that were the things on the wall. So one of them is, um, well, this this was actually, this ended up just being plot because you can't really make this into a thing on the wall, but you find yourself lost in a dark park haunted by infected titans. Rumors say the forgotten sickle of might haunts here. So huh. a dark park is why you guys ended up in a carnival. Uh, and infected titans, I actually... Since this is some anime bullshit, I just went with that's like Teen Titans. <laughs> so oh, yeah, that makes sense. that's why Crate had control over a bunch of 
young people. Right. Mm. Yeah. And also why he used a sickle, because he's the forgotten sickle of might. So not only does he have a sickle, but he's somebody who the rest of the town sort of like doesn't remember. Uh, A courier needed post at the Adventurer's Guild. Brave souls wanted. Fragile tin layer cake needs safe immediate delivery to the underworld. That's also from No Taverns. Oh, the other one, the the Dark Park. That was from Random D&D, which is Sean McCoy's uh, Twitter account or a, a bot that he designed on Twitter. Uh, another no, no taverns one is the tin layer cake. So, I thought that was. I mean, it's you y'all could have taken mm-hmm. it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. we wanted to go visit um somebody's dad. <laughs> yeah, there were just so many dad vibes about the one we picked. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like yeah. if I read every other capitalized letter, it was you're gonna visit your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Play, follow along on the ARG. There was no way we were not going to follow Grimdark into the desert. Seriously. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, yeah. And I mean, but I like designing this. I didn't even know what this is, was going to turn into. Mm-hmm. So all this stuff was sort of I just waited until y'all chose one. And right. then I sort of fleshed out the rest of it. Um, so I had a bunch of stuff like that. But I, so not only was it what y'all ended up doing, but it was also what all the other kids ended up doing. Um, so that was the reason why D Skyheart, Jacob, all of them went on the same path as you, just because that randomly generated map, which was from emoji Atlas, which is another Twitter account. And it just happened to be that they like, they would have to travel the same path as y'all for a while. So why wouldn't they travel with their friends? Right. Or even classmates that they just barely knew, because it's the first day out of uh, out of the walls. So that was another plot point. And here's this weird one. Uh, this is from Worlds Will Build, which is another Twitter account, which is mostly like it randomizes like a Pokemon sort of thing. Uh, it's hmm. just like a number of different kind of monsters do a certain thing or whatever. Uh, uh-huh. But anyway, this was date almost 400 unique sky dwellers to learn battle techniques and open the portal to the other dimension. <laughs> um, so y'all only got as far as date almost 400 unique sky dwellers. I that interpreted the that, dance in the sky then. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it was. And um, so there was a village canonically that had gone away uh, and went to the sky. So I was like, okay, that's talking about the sky dwellers. And since it's date, I figured they had been gone for a long time and no contact with the outside world meant that their numbers had dwindled quite a bit. So that's why they specifically invited youngsters because <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to bring new blood into their town. Um, but that ended up being not so hot for them. Uh, I mean, it, it, it actually fine. ended up fine. It yeah. yeah, It was a good party. Yeah. They just needed to issue a retraction. <laughs> then uh, bad D&D plot hooks is, or it's bad D&D hooks, sorry, is another Twitter bot, which is what's on the tin. But <laughs> it's, uh, it was the Oracle of Elental asks the PCs what an, in, or wh- <sighs> sorry, the Oracle of Elental tasks the PCs with an important quest. Determine once and for all what the summer anthem is for the current year. <laughs> uh, so I just had y'all run into Chan Tunai, uh, and then that actually ended up being something cool because Kobara demanded a very ridiculous Which song. I realized when we were just recording the finale the other day, because when we recorded that original episode and I needed to just spout some uh, 
<laughs> time signature bullshit. What I said is actually not that weird. <laughs> because they all they all have like they're all uh evenly divisible. Like yeah. like one is three note three eighth notes for, per beat, which is super normal. The next one was three eighths per eighth notes per beat, which is super normal, and then the rest were Cut time and common time, which are the two most common, so it just yeah. is kind of a song. Um, but it, but it does work out because of that. But I just yeah. like in the moment I was like, uh, say some words, three eight six eight. You know? <laughs> say the things. Um, there was I actually rolled a bunch of other things that y'all could have experienced, um, just to be ready for it, but it didn't end up actually happening. But I was really happy with how everything turned out, and it was super cool that y'all chose what you did. One thing, uh, so Titania, you met her, and yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. Yeah, so that that character is actually a trans woman, and she's based on my friend Sabrina Pandora. Oh, cool. Uh, and I talked with her a bunch about creating the character, and I just wanted to make sure y'all got there. Uh, so she, I mean, like it actually worked out really great that uh jacob was going to the same place that y'all were or well uh-huh. on the same line they had rolled up uh the the race of people which is uh y'all never n- knew this but uh it's hemo sapien because they made out of blood mm-hmm. <laughs> uh <laughs> and anyway they uh when they learned that they were just made out of blood and they could do whatever they wanted to with their own body, it sort of changed their perception of what yeah. <laughs> was possible yeah. or what they were. Uh, which is, I I I thought that was a pretty cool segment, and I'm really glad that we ended up in the in the mountain for a whole like episode or two, right. right? Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we had the uh, that Jacob arc. So really tied into all of this, we have another. We might as well just sort of knock it out because we've covered a lot of it. Um, from Ryan Isaacs from Twitter, this season felt more personal than the others. How much of this was swimming around Logan's head for a long time? A real long time. So, so now, obviously, now you know. yeah, yeah real got long that time. one. Yeah. Also, um, has it prompted <laughs> Lee to watch anime? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. <laughs> but not because I, I'm not. I'm not against it. I haven't been against it in the past. I'm not against it now. My main problem is, um, oh gosh, well, I mean, this is too personal probably, but I just don't, um, I don't like to interact with anything that's going to make me feel too many emotions. (laughs) Uh Why do you do this show? I know, I know. Um, (laughs) I guess because I feel like I have more power over the show. Yeah. Um, Right. And, and I, this is like a a more recent development in my life where I'm just like, I don't read books much anymore or like watch very uh, story driven TV because I'm just like, I can't feel all of that right now. Yeah, you, you started watching the OA <laughs> I did. Was, because I mentioned in the rough. chat, please, please, please don't stop. finish it. If I that's did. The I case. did stop. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wrecked me for like a whole day and I was like, well, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. <laughs> yeah. Back to that. Five years from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't, I don't, uh, I have watched Avatar, The Last Airbender, and I'm tr- I was trying to think if there's anything else that's like specifically. Did you watch Korra? Um, most of it. Mm. I never finished last season, I don't think. 
You should finish the last season, Lee. Okay, what did I just tell you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I should know, finish the last season when like you're good. ready. I know how it's it like is, but good. like that's kind of when this yeah. all started. Yeah. This whole like not wanting to interact uh-huh. with things. So, um, yeah, like I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna keep watching. <laughs> um, mostly British television. Uh, because yeah. it's very calm, and right now I'm watching a show about architecture because <laughs> there's no emotions there. <laughs> it's just a nice. It's just a nice guy that tells me things about buildings, and <laughs> I can handle it. <laughs> there's a lot uh, of uh, there's there's a lot of sadness and brutalism. <laughs> well, that yeah. is true. That's England, <laughs> but I don't have empathy for buildings. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Fuck building, except for except for um. Oh man, what was her name? What was the mountain's name? I don't know. Uh, Dusk Girl. Dusk Girl. Dusk yeah. Girl. Yeah. Nope, didn't have anybody for that either. Yeah. Didn't no. feel it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so generally, I wanted to really have uh, familial and specifically parenting themes in there. Um, so y'all had really? different degrees. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Well, I, okay, <laughs> let's go back. What? <laughs> that was really fun for me to play with like a a parent that gave any fucks. I enjoyed oh, it. <laughs> yeah, that's well great. I love the I love all of that in this mm-hmm. season. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really cool. And every I mean like all the parents were very different and ran the spectrum of pretty good parent to the worst parent you could possibly the worst have. grandfather <laughs> one could possibly have. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, um, I think that's most of what I want to say, except for, you know, y'all talking about Koborogene. Uh, yeah, we should definitely do that. Um, I think there's a couple questions that can lead us into that pretty well. Uh, one of them is from Geekologian and it's, what is the moment mm-hmm. from the season that you have pictured in your head most perfectly as an anime scene? Cause I definitely have an answer mm-hmm. to that. And then, um, how were your characters shaped in ways you didn't expect? Specifically, if you had an idea for the character and they ended up a different in some way, what caused that shift? And that's from Gage. Um, so okay. I think those are two good ones to get us started into our own characters. Um, yeah. Do you want me to start? My my most anime thing was the was the exam because that's in mm-hmm. so many, so yeah. many <laughs> animes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My uh, and yeah, yeah. Gene being the overachiever. Who is like ah? That was it. it. Like I mean, when I me- when I when I melt into a puddle and cry on the floor. Like that is yeah. absolutely <laughs> the most anime <laughs> to me in my head. Like I can picture it so good. I, yeah, like the since scene of me passed out on the ground, mm-hmm. Jean sobbing, <laughs> and Cobra Hara like screaming at us outside the window. <laughs> Shut up! It's a very good scene. There's yeah. this game that I play that I've mentioned literally everywhere that I can, so I might as well do it here too. It's called Flame in the Flood. Flame. Let me do that again because that's oh, hard yeah. to. The flame in the flood, and um, mm-hmm. when you die, you so there's lots of ways you can die. Like you can starve, or you can uh, get hypothermia, or you know any of the whatever. So when you die, is this a video game. Mm-hmm, it is. I played on the Switch, but it's on. I think it's on lots of things. But um, your character like lays down on the ground, and then like instead of moving, they just kind of like strafe across the ground, like in the dead <laughs> dying position. 
And that's kind of how I picture Jean. <laughs> Just like floating across the ground, crying. Oh. <laughs> anyway, everybody should play that game. Yeah, oh, it sounds good. Uh, my most anime since we covered the test, I think that when Gene and D like run off without a plan, and we're all standing back like, <laughs> um, I guess we walk like that whole that whole Keystone <laughs> Cops section is like perfect anime to me. For me, it's the uh, more in the show, more in like the Dragon Ball Shonen direction. It's the uh, the scene where Robert shoots a building down on a giant monster. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's some anime bullshit. Yeah, it was. yeah, it's really good. Yeah. What was the other? How question? are your characters uh, shaped in ways you didn't expect? Ooh. Yeah. How gang? Uh, well, uh, so <laughs> the dice are really what like messed me up the most because I was supposed mm-hmm. to be this like overachiever that knows everything and I could not roll anything you to prove so, that so ever. Bad. You had such bad luck. I did. Well, and part of it was just that my stats were um, two on everything. Yeah. So there was just like I, no I way to get out of it. I want to take a moment to apologize for this being like kind of a shitty system. No, I, but it's it's the it's the way this works. I mean, that's the point of the randomness. Like, it's true. It, it's being able to make a character and make it work, even though those are the shitty numbers I got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, Gene still ended up being the valedictorian. Yeah, it just yeah, and I mean, it's just it, through blood it worked, and sweat. And we did tweak it because we gave we did the the chakra thing where I could just eat food and get it back. So like, well, that was always part of the system. I just made it uh, more direct. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't think it's the system's fault. I think it's just we haven't so far rolled in a way that our characters were like actually held back by it, and we were this time. Yeah. Or at least I felt yeah. like I was. Obviously, we still did good things, and I didn't. I didn't come as close to dying as everyone else did. <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> Knock, knock, knock it on. <laughs> I walked through the door. So what does that say? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Robert was dead for like a minute. Walk, walk, walking through <laughs> through Triton's door. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that definitely was like, and then I, because D was set up to be my rival, and then I just couldn't make it happen. Like I couldn't. I wanted to be rivals with her, but I I don't know if it's just like a trait of me that I have a hard time disliking people or like <laughs> I, I just couldn't do it. So I was just like, no, she's uh, my friend. What? I thought I thought she was perfect. Like that's exactly the I, kind of rivalry yeah. that really exists in school. Yeah. Like it's yeah, actually- and it felt rival rivalrous at the beginning, and and like, but then the like underlying friendship behind that rivalry showed its face by the end and i think i think that's awesome yeah i thought it was perfect also the fact that d is, was your rival was just because she rolled the same thing must be valedictorian oh yeah yeah that's oh true. that's funny <laughs> the school attitude so that was that was a cool thing yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> that i had a solid thought about who roe was from the beginning <laughs> and we just went with it. There's a couple of things that I, I knew that 
that he very much didn't want to be a bad guy. Like, I think mm-hmm. that was one of the only real strong kernels I had at the start. And then the rest was just as everything unfolded. That's who Roe became. So was there like a turning point of like, I could like, this is where I make my decision not to be bad. I think the turning point came when the glass desert went so bad and like talking to his mom and realizing that um, everything was a lot darker. Like we'd always heard of played with it being dark, but I think when Mm -hmm. we did the scene with him meeting his mom again is Mm -hmm. loved being able to edit. Are you talking about um, (laughs) the, the the prologue to soothing sounds and towering terrors? I was so happy to be able to edit that. That was so much fun. I think Mm -hmm. that's really when I, as a person and I think Ro as a character began to realize that there has to be a different way. Like, I sort of sense him as the other set of eyes to a culture that had always done this the same way and this way hurts. Mm. And there has to be a different way. And that led mm-hmm. me to the realization, especially when we were dealing with Gene and the light and the dark balance, that I'm like, okay, there has to be something else that maybe they've just never tried because that's... And it was playing off a lot of the themes that we were into, like tradition and secrets and... You know, you always do it this way and we always teach the kids this way and we always prepare them this way. And that's where I sort of got that idea of, all right, let's look for somebody else to help (laughs) for better or for worse. It's got to be better than being trapped in a crystal and never being able to talk to your family. Uh, Well, how about Kobohara? Oh, hello. (laughs) Um, I... (laughs) I think I have an addiction to characters that um, push other people away, and it's it's become a problem. Um, like my gold star addiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because Zegnon was not really that. Zegnon was everybody's best friend, mm-hmm. and then Redmind was kind of that. Redmind was kind of like private for sure. Right. And then Ada was. Then he eventually opened up. Right. That's but that's what I'm saying. Like I I feel like I keep doing that arc over and over again. <laughs> and Ada Ada was definitely that arc in some ways. Um, I think we all like I have the the arc of like self discovery kind of thing, mm-hmm, like becoming mm-hmm. yourself and what you want to do. Yeah, I think everybody has. Oh, I have something the they have to explore. figure out the thing that is like the heart of it, and then just like. Eat tell everyone how bad and dumb they are. (laughs) (laughs) I think the funniest part is that like the best example of that for you, Lee is not when you were a player character, (laughs) but when you were playing Agnes and call of Cthulhu. Um, Anyway. uh, Yeah. And so when the, I mean, when the dice give me that uh, school sucks and, (laughs) Uh, well, I forget what some of the other details were, but they clearly defined like a loner character. So, like I was, I, I was gonna do it. <laughs> I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna make the dice a liar, you know. Um, yeah. And since it was the, you know, the 
the youngster the youngster anime season i figure why not really go go hard on that um and see where that takes me i think what surprised me to answer the question though um was that like I think it's just where Kobahara ended up. Like, it's, it probably should have been obvious from the start to me, like, where it makes sense for Kobahara to end up, specifically deciding to stay in town and do, like, occasional jobs because they're, like, so opposed to it at the beginning that, like, warming up to community and stuff, like, makes sense. But, like, I guess I didn't think I was going to ch- I was going to push that that arc as far as I did, you know, like I didn't think Kobahara was going to change as much as they did. Cause they're a stubborn person. <laughs> um, and they, I don't know. They, they turned a corner and I think, yeah. and I think what I wanted to do with this one is like, it's, it's kind of, I think it's, and th- this is speaking for me. I'm not speaking for, for other people's experiences with doing this, but when I'm playing a character, it's kind of easy to just like, Oh, th- they had one defining moment and then their life changed. And I wanted to make sure that like that wasn't the case. If I if I did end up like having Kobahara go through that arc, I wanted it to just be like gradually they gain respect for the people around them. And it starts with uh starts with Robert and Jean like doing well with on a team with them on the exam, and then it's those two and the uh, the f- folks on the riding the mountain with Titania doing well on the trip to the uh, glass desert, and then again on the fight against Crate, everyone pulling their own weight, like just slowly realizing that they're not the only one who works hard. Um, mm-hmm. and it was important to me to not have it be like one defining moment because that can kind of be cheating sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I think they, I think they earned. The, the arc. Yeah, and it... Thanks. Kobahara's arc is very anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what I'm going for. Yeah, I, well, I think I've said this before, but I feel like I definitely don't think about my characters in the same way y'all do, or at least definitely that you do, Travis. Um, mm. As in, I don't think about them much when I'm not playing. <laughs> like, I just kind of... <laughs> it's... It's funny you say that because I was just having a conversation with some of the folks I make another podcast interstitial called Interstitial with, which is another actual play show, and I'm I'm going to be running something for I'm going to be GMing something for that coming up soonish, and uh, and I wasn't the original GM for that show, and we were like talking about the possibilities of something, and I said, oh, what about what about like this thing for for this this character and what about this th- and i was kind of like overstepping my bounds of just like i i'm always thinking of like what what if this happens what would happen if that happens like it almost never happens the way i guess anything would happen for the character but like if if i for me to be able to i'm not that great at improvisation so for me to be able to do that i have to have previously thought about at least what I would do in a few different circumstances. And then like, Mm -hmm. even if something completely out of left field comes, I've at least thought of a few reactions I could have to theoretical (laughs) things. If that makes sense. No, that does. I never thought about like that. 
it gives you the freedom to be further from just you, like how you would react mm-hmm. in the situation. Right. Yeah. That's yes. I think I tend to play characters that are just me because I don't do that. So when it comes down to it, I'm just doing like what I think I would do with like a a slight filter of the person I'm supposed to be playing. All your characters fucking rule. (laughs) I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Yeah, it just is a thing. I I was just so friends at the table just finished their uh, like two year or year and a half long season. And um, there's a person on that show keith who's known for basically playing the same archetype of character no matter what the, and the setting and the way he put it I, I liked it i live for keith <laughs> keith is great uh the way he put it in the af- in their after show for their recent season was that like he's played four kind of he's played four ish versions of himself and his thought is like well maybe if you listen to all of it i'm 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 telling you of something about myself through all of these characters and i feel like i feel like that's that's similar to what you do on our show lee yeah and i think it's awesome i think it's very good all right we have a couple we have more questions agreed yes we do okay i think the rest of them are kind of general they're very general so is there anything we want to finish up about our characters this season or arcs or fuck crate oh seriously (laughs) you know Crate is oh. is Crate the worst villain we've ever had? I think Crate might be the worst villain. Well, Crate definitely. Crate and Nathaniel are real. He yeah. was he he also killed his family to gain superpowers. So it's yeah. true. Not it's not true. not two great guys there. Bill of Liberty is the worst villain we've ever had. <laughs> um, uh, I guess uh, I mean Bill of Liberty's decisions did result in a lot more death, I suppose. That's yep, the, yep. <laughs> he is a colonist and he Very sucks. Much. Yeah. Um I have a question for Logan. Uh mm-hmm. this this question comes in from Twitter user the Travis <laughs> W um who would like to ask Logan um I was I was just thinking about how like some of the episodes in in this season were like my favorites to edit. Like I'm super proud of the aforementioned. Uh, I, I think I do think it's episode nine, the one called soothing sounds and towering terrors. Like I'm very yeah. proud of my work as an editor on that one. And I was wondering <laughs> if there were any episodes you wanted to pat, pat yourself on the back for similarly. Uh, okay. It's not this season, but like the, the, I'm so proud of the finale to Uncharted worlds. I it's a very just, good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I made that awesome song for the ending too, and it just like transitioned really uh, well. That oh, under what you were saying as the finale that part. That was so good. Yeah, I that's that's my pat on the back for myself. Oh, <laughs> man, like every time I think I'm like, okay, well this this season X season is my favorite. <laughs> but then when I do that, and I'm like, without Uncharted Worlds though, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it real good. <laughs> I genuinely love all of our seasons for different yeah. reasons, and yeah, they're all yeah. great. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I can definitely all... have a favorite, but man, Uncharted Worlds would be in the running. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're all. I mean, it's only we've only had five, well, that's true, right? Yeah. So I had so much fun with this one. Yeah, this one was a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. Thanks. Yeah, I I think I love how complex the arc for everybody was. In this season, yeah. I feel like Ro Ro Baird. I think Ooh, yeah. is like 
mm, probably my favorite uh, player character we, we've had on this <laughs> yeah. show. Uh, and, you ooh, know, yeah, I will say that's, this. Actually, that's hard to say. There's so many Rose good ones. Started, so many Rose's good. voice came from the fact that I was really pissed off at Twitter. <laughs> oh. Because, the, you know, Queer Eye had just really happened, and it was a big thing. And everybody would talk about everybody else, and then it was, it was like, well, Jonathan Van Ness isn't for everybody. And it was like... Oh, I love Jonathan like, Van Ness. Like, all right, fuck all y'all. He's clearly the best one. Yeah. Like, yeah. he is the most out person on that show. And so yeah. Yeah. I was like, no matter what happens, I'm doing that fucking voice. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I loved yeah. it. I love, yeah. I love yeah. Bro so much. I have like Same. a whole backstory of like the civilization and what Triton is now and where they went and like his future plant. Like there's a whole thing about Ro now that I'm like developed <laughs> For years into the future. In the huh. possible future when more of y'all back us on Patreon, we might have a sequel like show. I, I also like I I haven't really talked about y'all with about this, but uh we're we're thinking that's gonna be like a longer episode, right? It's not just gonna be like twenty minutes of no, a it'd sequel. Be longer. No, no, oh, yeah, it'd be, yeah, it'd be, it'd be a thing. Yeah. 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 A yeah, mini yeah. arc probably. So a yeah. nice long episode. So go to patreon.com slash VRE and uh then vote for this season as your sequel you want well first we have to hit the goal yeah, where yeah, it happens right yeah um, yeah yeah first yeah. back us on patreon for thousands <laughs> of dollars so you can make sure we hit our goal that put all of your expendable cash <laughs> all of it. into this we promise we won't abuse it <laughs> i mean we really do just put it back into the we show really that's that's yeah. literally all i've done so far with the patreon money is pay people back for stuff that they've purchased all right. uh General topic questions before we have to wrap up. Genesect Insect on Twitter. Not really a question for a specific season, but do you guys ever purposely try to make things difficult for the GM? And for the GM, do you have any tricks to getting back on track when players make things difficult? So I've I think I can answer for everybody, and that is nah. No, yeah. we don't. Oh, yeah. we, it's, <laughs> yeah, these, why would I show, do that? These are my friends. Yeah. Yeah. These questions make me sad because I never I always forget that other people have to play with players that are jerks. I mean, I will say yeah. And I've never had to. I will say that when I came up with the idea to contact a different deity, I was very much on the do I do I warn him well in advance and or do but I just it's go with the idea in the moment? Like, that's my sort of thought process. Like, I don't want to throwing me a curveball isn't the same exactly. as like, yeah. like, yeah, like, like, I, like Logan saying I want to talk to the amulet last season is not Logan being a like trying to make it more difficult for me. It's Logan trying to do a really interesting thing in the spur <laughs> of the moment that maybe makes yeah, it more yeah. difficult for me, but it's more fun for everyone. And it is also yeah, more fun think, for the yeah. GM. I think like, that's the distinction. Commonly in RPGs, people think interesting, not planned automatically equals difficult. And sometimes it mm. does like, mm. you know, if the idea is we're in a kingdom and we want to take over the entire kingdom now, like then you might be just being difficult because you're not thinking that through. But if it's like we're at a turning point and I want to do something interesting, like 
up until we decided. Sometimes by the very fact that it's interesting makes it yeah. easy for the GM. Like if it's yeah. interesting, there's something yeah. there. Like we're here to collaboratively storytell. Like we didn't decide Triton was evil at the beginning until I came up with the idea like maybe I'm failing in school because I don't want to give this creature info. Yeah. And that changed yeah. things. But that wasn't like me trying to be difficult. That was like this is a more interesting choice of this character. Yeah. Uh, and then to answer the second question about tips for a GM who has players that are purposely making it more difficult for them. My, so I would just say that if you're in that circumstance and you don't enjoy the way that your players are making it more difficult for you, if it's not fun when that happens, then you should, I mean, it's the, like, it's the typical answer that you'll always get when asking for advice on role-playing games, which is talk to your group about it out of yeah. the game, um, either in person or by text, say, like, I know that it's fun when, that, that you all have fun when you're, uh, you know, throwing me for a loop, but I don't appreciate it as much as you all do, so if you could give me a heads up when you're doing something, like, yeah. talk talk to talk to everybody yeah. figure out what yeah. what works because yeah, there's a the big difference between players that are trying to do things that they know you haven't planned for and players that are just trying to do whatever to figure out the situation like we mentioned yeah. the amulet thing like i mean that's just 100 percent logan just trying to be like well i don't i mean who knows if travis knows about the history of right. the amulet or not but right. i i want to know and also i think yeah i think we're we're sort of in a different period where everybody talks about the collaboration and blah 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 but you are still the gm and sometimes the answer will be no yeah like no that's just yep. not possible or no that's for xyz reasons that is just not what's happening here like, if it's, you kind of have to play it, but I think saying no is sometimes the job of the GM. And that's not mm -hmm. a bad yep. thing. It's like railroading sometimes isn't a bad thing either. Um, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. you just have to get that, like, they want to do a thing and you have to get them there. So you get them there. But, like, don't be afraid of no. But if you find yourself always saying no, then then we've got you've got problems that you need to talk about afterwards. Yeah, it's all yeah. it's all communication. And like if everyone comes at it with the goal to collaboratively tell a fun story, I think everyone will collaboratively tell a fun story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So I think there's one more general one. Uh, wasn't there? Yep. Or no? Was that? Uh, it? Yeah, it's how how did the idea? Uh, Hugotroito. Hugotroito. I've been saying it Hugo Trito, yeah, like as it, if it's I don't know a how name, to say it, but I like the way Lee says it. Hugo Troito. Hugo Troito. Okay. How did the idea uh, for the show start? Sorry, I just ran over you. I imagine having Travis, Logan, and Greg on Dungeons Dragonites played a part, but how did it go from there to what we have today, and why the random theme? I mean, I, I can't answer any of this because Logan <laughs> called me one day and was like, hey, you want to be on a podcast with me and some other people that you don't know? And I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, eventually you said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't answer this one. Um, Greg and Logan and I were 
all on a podcast called Mythical Together, which is the one that's referenced in that question. Um, and that that's a show that is, um, by its nature, infrequently produced. And we wanted to make something together that was more well, frequently. Also, the idea really produced. came after we spent the weekend just playing role playing games together, and we had a lot of fun. Yeah. And I said yeah. to yeah. Logan after that, I'm like, that was so much fun, and I want to, I just want to make more things with y'all. And I don't care what it is, but I want to do it. And then <laughs> we reached out to Travis and said, hey, we want to make more fun things, and Mythical doesn't happen enough to satisfy the need of me wanting to spend a lot of time with you. And uh-huh. so we didn't know, like, we had talked about a bunch of different types of shows, but the one thing we knew we could do well was an RPG show. And then we had the conversation mm-hmm. about what would be our hook. Well, uh, well, and then Logan said... uh Logan and Greg and I didn't didn't know Lee, and the the reason that worked is because Logan and Lee had done a show previously that that y'all had to stop for for health reasons, and so it was like, well, Logan was like, well, my best friend Lee should do it because the podcast we used to do had to stop, and sure. Greg and I were like, sure, she sounds fine, and turns out she's great. She's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, she's all right. I she's guess. great. <laughs> uh. Uh, I think was I the person who like we want because we knew we needed a hook. Right. We 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 could we couldn't just be an actual play show because there are so many of them. Um, yeah. And I think I came up with it. Like I think we just threw out so yeah. many ideas. Like, we knew and we that didn't was want one to stay in D and D. Like we should start there, but not stay right. there. Start there because people know yeah. it and not stay there because we like playing other role-playing yeah. games. And then I think... And I think we just threw out yeah. so many ideas and that was the one that we found most interesting. We, yeah, I can't even remember who... I don't remember suggested. either. I just remember when we... <laughs> when we settled on it, my first instinct was, oh, this is a short-lived project. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody was like... I don't think anyone w- was like... N- this is gonna this is gonna last for two years. Yeah, We're gonna yeah. do it every week for two years and then keep going at five seasons and it's gonna be really compelling and awesome. I don't think any of us were No, I was just thinking that. we would run the character creation, hate it, and be like, that, that's why writing this is bad. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all, I was so into yeah. the D D season and I I f I'm I mean I'm just saying like I fucking brought it with oh, the did, with like, like making a musical like, out of that. Laid the like set the bar and laid the groundwork with for that first season. I don't think we would have the show that we have. Yeah, right for sure. We learned so much in that first season, mm-hmm. and then I think. I mean, there's something to like just going balls to the wall to yep. start, and then mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I okay. guess we're doing this. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing. Like every every one of our seasons after that, I feel like y'all have brought it just as hard, <laughs> and it's awesome. <laughs> I part of me really wants to go back and like do, and I won't like I wouldn't like George Lucas it. I would make sure that the originals stayed available. But part part of me wants to go back and re, not re edit as in like cut anything out, but like uh reprocess like do better leveling like audio leveling yeah. uh, on all of that because I, I mean know, we had I didn't i mean wasn't as we good didn't of an have editor the best as mics right we didn't have you know but i mean even with the equipment that like you that we had i know that if i took the time and went back i could make 
I could give that season the editing treatment that it deserved from the start. Um, I just don't have enough time to do that. But in some theoretical right, future, yeah. I think I do want to make the director's cut or the producer's cut ah. of that. Oh yeah, of that season. I still just love because... that that's our first season. Oh yeah, it's so raw. good. It's very good, but it's yeah. it is very raw. Like <laughs> yeah, like I didn't know how to compress audio right, so I didn't do it <laughs> at all, <laughs> um, and that was wrong. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like. You know, obviously, that's how every piece of work that you do sort of looks in hindsight. You're like, I am so much better than I was when I did that. And if I did that again, I would do it differently in these ways. But that's, you know, I don't think, I think we just move forward and uh, make even more cool stuff. Agreed. Yeah. Hey, Greg. Speaking of, yeah. Hey. What are we doing next? Well, next we have a mini season. Oh, right. In the city that I, of Mist. That I was that I was sick for, so you won't have me in it. With some very special guests, which will be announced on that one. Ooh, I can't uh, I can't wait to listen to it. I wasn't there <laughs> and I'm so excited to hear it cuz y'all had cool guests and you played a cool game. It was so But after much that, fun. Really fun. get ready to visit my childhood cuz we're going back to the 80s. I am so Woo! excited to be in the 80s. Yeah. To explore some tales from the loop. That's what the game is called. My favorite part is we get a new, um, what do you call it? Intro song. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. so uh, really excited to make it. So can I play a time traveler? Because I wasn't alive in the 80s. <laughs> I, I I'll I'll send out some primers. <laughs> Believe me, I am so deep into remembering my '80s lore right now. <laughs> Tales from the, tell days. us more about Tales from the Loop. Uh, Tales from the Loop. I will state this up front, and we're going to cover it a lot in the series. You are going to be playing children between the ages of ten and fifteen. Teens. Teens. And it is written Another in the rules, season. and I will cover this many times. The children cannot die. Cool. We're going to be clear about this. You will be oh, put okay. into stressful situations. You may get injured, banged up, and other things. But I want to make it clear to people, the children cannot die. Okay. Um, it is going to be a probably a lot quieter little series than what we just went through. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <laughs> but it is definitely yeah. based off of this great Swedish artist who does amazing paintings. Um, and if I had his name here, I'd pull it up, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. But it's it's the 80s that never was. There are technological advancements that happened because of certain events that we'll cover in the, in the world. But it's, it's not sort of exactly like, the so, 80s. Sort of like sci-fi adjacent. Yeah, it's, it's sci-fi adjacent. It's... Stranger Things, E.T., all of those things, uh, that's Tales from the Loop, and I'm very excited for it. Woo! I am, too. Me, too. Same. And I already have our pre-made set for a little learning session. Nice. I'm excited for them. Sweet. I'm, I am prepped. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank y'all for playing in my anime season. Yay, well, awesome. I thank loved you, it. Thank you, thank you. Yay! I'm really proud of it, and I think you guys did a great job. Thanks, you Thanks. did a great job too. You too. Woo! 
Uh, can somebody do the outro? Because I gotta jump. Okay. Yeah. Bye. I'll do it. All right. I gotta go. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye, Greg. Wait, wait, wait! Don't close your Zencaster tab. I won't. Okay. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at VREcast, or check out our website at vre.show. You can follow Lee at Yosef Bridge, Greg at White Wing, me at the Travis W, and Logan at Logan Jenkins. That was so weird to say, to, like actually. Yeah, say, it was weird to hear. I was so paranoid I would get your names wrong. Everyone's um, <laughs> name. Our e- email is hi at vre.show if you want to contact us. And we have a Patreon that you can find at patreon.com slash vre. Thanks to everyone who supports us there. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about the show because word of mouth is the best way for other people to find us. Oh, and you can check our pinned thread on Twitter. Uh, There's a link to join our Discord server. You can talk to other fans of the show and geek out and also talk to them about things that aren't the show because it turns out there are other pieces of media other than our own. What? I am not aware of this. I know, it's really weird. Who allowed this? (laughs) Bye. There's an ad, there's a Google ad for my day job on time.is right now. That's and, and I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> Does it mock you? Is it looking at you like, look. Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels. I'm Joe. On our show, we like to dive deep into the franchise's most pressing questions. Like, why is Kyrie never allowed to have any fun? How much did they have to pay to get Jesse McCartney to yell into a microphone about homework? How did Ventus get so small? Is Syx a twink? Why are all these main characters just the same boy? What are midi-chlorians? What did Sora's mom make for dinner? Is Tron woke? Why does darkness smell so bad? Are drive forms queer? Why doesn't Organization 13 own any pajamas? Is Aerith a cop? How many deaths is Mickey Mouse personally responsible for? Where do baby heartless come from? <laughs> what is Pete? Is Xena warrior princess a nobody? Find us on your favorite podcast app. Got, Got it. it memorized? memorized? That's the name of the show. <laughs>